Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live mic. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, bringing you another episode this week on the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, but more importantly, as we venture closer to free agency, kind of been taking a look at moves that this team has to make uh, as we uh, venture on into this offseason. Of course, the uh, 2021 NFL Draft is right around the corner, and that's kind of where the topic of the show stems from. A lot of mock drafts have been coming out recently, and one of the things that stands out, no, really stands out the most in my mind, is the Steelers kind of have four serious needs when it comes to the draft. One of the things that we already know about the Pittsburgh Steelers is that they don't like starting rookies, especially when they don't have to. In a year like this, unfortunately, they're going to be stuck with starting a lot of these rookie players. That's just the name of the game. But there's a little bit of a twist here because as we sit here right now, one of those starting guys could potentially come out of the fourth round. That is absolutely not how the Steelers do business. Occasionally a first-rounder, occasionally, seriously, occasionally a first-rounder gets a start. Second-round guys usually get worked in here and there. Third-round guys usually start off on the bench and work their way in throughout the year as injuries and 
so on and so forth, so forth comes out. Fourth round guys aren't starting on day one. That's kind of what the Steelers are looking at right now. And unless there's some trade partner that comes out that's willing to give the Steelers another, let's say at least another third round pick, I just can't foresee them not signing someone when it comes to free agency. Really, even before we get to those names, just kind of looking at the scenario the Steelers find themselves in right now, clearly they need to find a starting center. That is the most glaring hole on this team, bar none. J.C. Hasnauer is not starting there. If they bring back B.J. Finney, really Finney was pretty terrible in 2020. That's one of the big reasons why the Seahawks moved on from him as fast as they could because he simply wasn't very good and couldn't even crack their starting lineup on an offensive line that was one of the worst in professional football. Really, that spot, to me, is one of the two two key places the Steelers can bring someone in. But before we get to those names, I want to break down the other three positions that we're kind of looking at as spots as the Steelers need to bring someone in. The second spot that I think is also fairly important is running back. The difference here, though, with running back in comparison to center is you will find the best value in the draft for running back. The best running back years are guys on their rookie deal. They start to flame out as soon as their rookie deal comes to an end. So from that sense, the most pro-ready guys out of any position are the guys that are lining up at running back. I would take them out of this equation for a, a, a position where they need to go sign someone. Kind of moving past that, another big spot is tight end. This is the second spot I could see the Steelers try to put a little bit of money into to try to avoid having to draft someone early. Tight end right now is is a tricky spot for the Steelers. Eric Ebron is no lock to make this team. We saw a year ago that he just... uh, pretty much flat out refused when it came to blocking. He also had a serious problem with drops when he especially when he's running curl type routes. If Eric Ebron is turning his back to the end zone they're working towards, his drop percentage significantly spikes. He was a lot better in other routes, but it was one of those things that was fairly clear to me is that when he was facing Ben Roethlisberger, that's typically when he was dropping the football. He's no lock to make this team, but with Vance McDonald retiring, the Steelers are kind of forced to uh, ride it out with Eric Ebron. That's a spot where, at the very least, I can see them signing a, a block-first type guy and then potentially try to move on from Ebron after that because he still has a $6 million that can come off the books if he is released. That is one of the things that we got to watch throughout this offseason, and whether or not the Steelers bring someone in, I would be fairly uh, certain that they would draft someone at that position. Now, they could wait if they do sign someone, but as we sit here today, one of those top four picks probably should be tight end. Outside of that, when you look across the board here, another spot that kind of jumps out to the Steelers as a position of obvious need is tackle. Of course, uh, Chooks for and most likely Zach Banner are the guys that are projecting to start in these spots, but really the Steelers need to start looking at some of these higher end options especially if they don't get a deal with Banner Dunn. I should I should say that. If someone like Christian Derrissaw or Sean Slater uh, slips down to 24, the Steelers cannot pass on that value. Those guys are outstanding. So uh, I can definitely see them going that route. 
When it comes to free agency and tackles though, there aren't that many available and what are available? It is an expensive spot to sign in. I think that price range is too rich for the Steelers' blood. So really, when we look at this, you can see the Steelers going tackle with their first first round pick if it's one of those top three type guys. Uh, after those top three, I kind of see a group of five players, uh, including Alex Leatherwood, uh, Jalen Mayfield, even Tevin Jenkins. Uh, and Dylan Raidens out of North Dakota State. There's a number of guys that are fairly equal. Uh, even even uh, Liam Eikenberg is someone I would uh, put in that spot. A couple of those guys should be on the board when the Steelers pick at 55. That could be a legitimate space where they go tackle. But when you look at the rest of this draft field and what the Steelers need to do, of course you'd love to see them draft a center. Of course you'd love to, to see them draft a running back. Obviously a tackle, obviously a tight end. But when you look at at what the Steelers are trying to do, and clearly they're still in win-now mode. If they're trying to win now, you're not going to do that with a fourth-round pick blindly stepping on the field as a starter on day one. That's just not how it's going to be. And the Steelers have to realize this and have to realize they've got to spend a little bit of money at least one of these spots. Now... The Steelers, I think, in my mind, can afford, with the right moves, can bring in one player around a $10 million average cap hit. Now, they can finagle it around so that cap hit is a little bit less than the first year of the deal, which, of course, would be ideal and something I would kind of predict uh, have happening. But that's just kind of the the way I see it going. Uh, Guys like Juju Smith-Schuster and Bud Dupree, their average salary is probably going to be closer to $15 million, and I'm not sure they could drop that number low enough to reasonably get either of those guys back in black and gold without them taking a significant cap uh, cap hit to themselves when really, especially in Bud Dupree's case, it could be potentially the only time they, they get a big ticket deal. If they're looking for a third contract, I could see them doing that. This is their big money deal. I wouldn't fault Juju Smith-Schuster or Bud Dupree chasing a, a, a contract offer that's worth $5 million more per season. You can't fault anyone for doing that. The Steelers might or clearly don't have the money right now to bring in guys of that caliber. But when you look a little bit closer to the $10 million range in that next bracket, something that jumps out to me is the the center spot specifically. And why I've been drawn so much to this and really kind of talked a lot about it in uh, in prior weeks is because when you look at Ben Roethlisberger and you look at the future of this team, clearly the Steelers right now, I, I feel like they want to avoid at all costs having to put a rookie center on the field right away. Uh, like, I love Landon Dickerson out of Alabama, but clearly he has his injury issue. So... There's a lot of risk there, and the Steelers might even have to use their first-round pick to get Dickerson in the door. He might be the most pro-ready guy out of this draft, but of course, that injury uh, stuff is pretty prevalent. If the Steelers were to bring in a veteran-type piece, what this allows them to do, it, it means that Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have to break in a rookie center. It You know it instantly improves your offensive line, and... The added benefit is whoever the next guy is, and especially if that next guy is a rookie, then all of a sudden there's someone that can call those line uh, 
protections and uh, just really someone that can uh, be a leader in that locker room, uh, a leader on that line, especially as it continues to get younger. Uh, clearly, uh, Corey Lindsley out of Green Bay uh, is the top uh, free agent candidate when it comes to that spot. Now, if they bring a guy like Lindsley in, all of a sudden for the draft, a whole lot of pressure comes off the Steelers having to find starters. Now they can really kind of take best player available, especially with their first three picks. All, like They will know at that point they can wait a little bit longer to draft a tackle. They, they don't necessarily uh, have to take a center at any spot now in the draft. That also means they can probably afford to take a running back a little bit higher than uh, what they probably should do have if they don't bring in a center in, onto this team. Really, when you look at it right now, if the Steelers bring in someone like uh, Corey Lindsley, that means that running back spot, instead of drafting like a Kenneth Gainwell type, guys that are in that Benny Snell, uh, Anthony McFarlane mid, mid-range Clearly, there's a hole in their game type players. If you bring in a center, it's a whole lot easier to call out Najee Harris's name in the first round. It's a whole lot easier to take Javante Williams in the second. It just becomes much easier for the team to take a little bit more talented players at the spots that they still really need to address. And center is such a glaring hole that it would push all these other spots one round later in the draft. And that's seriously how I'm thinking right now. Even if they bring in BJ Finney, I think he still slots better as being an interior three backup. And at that, he's probably a vet minimum type player. So if that's their move and they just plan on drafting someone, say like Creed Humphrey, who might not even be there when the Steelers have their second, uh, second round pick, then all, all of a sudden, uh, I'm starting to see some uh, red lights and sirens start to go off because really, are the Steelers in win-now mode? If the Steelers go in the draft without a, having a draft that center position, there's a potential that Landon Dickerson could already be gone by the time they make their first-round pick. And I know what I said earlier about his injuries. If he had been a healthy player throughout his college career, he'd be a surefire lock to be a first-round pick. A desperate team looking for a center could scoop him up in the first round. And the Steelers could even do that too. When you look at the second round and then Creed Humphrey, of course, being that kind of top guy uh, to be a second round, the second center pick of the draft, really. When you look at him, he could potentially be gone before the Steelers make their 55th pick. So if they're going in this draft with a, a big need at center, do you want the third or fourth or even fifth best center? As your starting guy in 2021 with Ben Roethlisberger, who has, by all, all means, arthritic knees and uh, was trying to throw the ball away as quickly as he could last year, is that an ideal situation? I think the answer to that is absolutely no. You have to avoid that situation at all costs. And the Steelers can quite simply do that by making their one kind of more expensive player make that person be a center. It doesn't necessarily have to be the first team all pro guy in Corey Lindsley, but if you bring that guy in, that's a pretty seamless transition going from Marquis Pouncey to Corey Lindsley. You go from a guy that, that ha- had been a first team all pro to a guy who is the reigning first team all pro. I-, I would love a deal like that. If you know me, you know how much I love my centers. That 
that would be the perfect situation. If the Steelers can't get that done, perhaps a Nick Martin out of uh, Houston could be uh, could be a way they go. Uh, if it's me though, and, and the, given the history of this franchise, I have a hard time shying away from. Uh, just continuing that lineage of great centers. And you would know if you sign Corey Lindsley, you have a great center for years to come. So that's kind of the way I see that. As we move into the second part of the this podcast after a quick commercial break, we'll look at some of the tight ends the Steelers could look at to bring in to try to make that the, the position that they don't have to focus on in the draft. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this quick break. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. fans we're back for the second part of this podcast of course that first part we took a look at uh, really what the Steelers kind of have to do before we get to the draft here and in terms of signing uh, one single player really from outside this team to take a little bit of pressure off the draft now of course we basically talk strictly about the center spot in in this second half look at the other positions that uh, probably aren't quite as prevalent uh, won't quite make the same amount of impact as bringing a center in in free agency but still will take and alleviate some of that pressure when it comes to the draft now one of those spots that uh, i did mention was tight end now the tight end position is kind of exploding with talent uh, because of uh, these cap casualties. There's a lot of older tight ends that have uh, been shown the door just because of the entire NFL salary cap situation. Guys like Hal Rudolph, uh, for example, immediately jumps to mind. Uh, Jesse James, the former Steelers tight end, uh, hasn't been released yet, but he is a prime candidate for being released. Could the organization bring him back in? Of course, uh, there's other guys like uh, Johnny Smith and Michael Pruitt out of Tennessee. Uh, Pruitt, of course, not the flashy name uh, that Johnny Smith is, but he's a big-time blocking guy and might make for a really nice number two tight end. But when you look at the spot right now in the NFL draft, the first two tight ends, Kyle Pitts should be a top 10 guy. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. And then Pat Fryermuth out of uh, Penn State. He's probably someone that will go around the 40th pick, which is, is really a little too high for the Steelers at 24, but not close enough for the Steelers to get him at 55. So when it comes to the draft, if the Steelers want one of those top two guys that have really kind of separated themselves from the crowd, they'll have to make some sort of trade. And 
for me, I, I am all on board of a trade back this year for the Steelers. Adding another second or third round pick would be huge for this team. I wouldn't be against it in the slightest. I think if the Steelers are trading up, they better trade up big time and try to find themselves a quarterback, which if there's some time we might get into uh, in this podcast, if not in in a future podcast, but we can uh, get into that a little bit later. But for that tight end spot, right now if the Steelers can say Jesse James does get released and comes back as the Steelers number two, I, I think that right there might be enough to keep the Steelers from being forced to take a tight end until those later to mid rounds like we talked about earlier but if they do have someone in the building like Jesse James who by all means probably wouldn't be had for more than veteran minimum they could be a a little bit more likely to move on from an Eric Ebron save that six million dollars and then go back into the tight end market so this might not just be a one person uh, stopgap kind of uh, kind of move but one thing we do know from Matt Canada is he loves using his tight ends and really in all his stops uh, he's really kind of highlighted that spot and if, if someone's going to take Eric Ebron and kind of use him better than <laughs> really what he was used as a Pittsburgh Steeler a year ago uh, I think Matt Canada can be that guy uh, Ebron of course like I mentioned earlier he's not the guy that's going to be the, the hard-nosed blocker uh, he, he just really isn't that guy and the Steelers were foolish to think they could make him be that guy make him hit the sled every day I'm pretty sure he tweeted himself that the last time he hit a sled might have even been in high school so if the Steelers are bringing in guys like that they should really just use them at in a position of their strength. And really, that's kind of what I foresee if Ebron is on this team uh, next year. I uh, use more kind of like a big slot type role. That, that just makes more sense for him. But if the Steelers are able to find a number two tight end, then they're not really uh, handcuffed into taking, say, a Brevin Jordan or a Tommy Tremble uh, in that third to fourth round range. Uh, instead, they might be using their fourth round comp pick that they should be picking up for losing Javon Hargrave a year ago. Really, that's their fifth pick of the draft, and in that kind of late position, it kind of be a little bit better. Uh, better use of that pick uh the the tight ends ranked three through six really are are pretty close and are probably going to be available in that uh, mid to late third round to mid to late fourth round type range outside of tight end of course uh the glaring hole i, I would say the biggest glaring hole outside of those two spots is at running back um, even before tackle yes because I, I do believe Zach Banner will be back but why I want to mention running back is really like I said a little bit earlier running backs teeter off after their rookie deal it's a lot harder to sign someone and, and typically we see we've seen that quite often blow up in teams faces almost immediately really i think the only exception right now is derrick henry who a year after signing his deal goes off for 2000 yards uh and then alvin Kamara, uh who once again had himself another very solid season by all means, uh, I'm not holding my breath that they're going to continue uh, getting better and better as they get older because they are running backs and they just get hit so much. It, it's just a position of regression. And 
signing Aaron Jones to a big ticket, I feel like would be a massive mistake and kind of just goes against what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. I, I kind of f- foresee uh, Aaron Jones ending up in a place like Miami, a uh, place like the New York Jets, something along those lines, Some a team that has some money and isn't afraid to throw it around. That's something that makes a little bit more sense here to me. Uh, guys like Marlon Mack could be had for cheap, but of course Mack tore his Achilles a year ago. I believe it was his Achilles, so it was either that or a knee, but really, that's one of those spots where do you really want to start putting some money into your running back position? Is it really worth it? If the Steelers were able to, to land a one of the top fishes, I, I know there was a story on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com about Chris Carson being a, a perfect fit for the Steelers. Of course, a, a bruising back uh, who's had multiple thousand yard years already. Uh, he missed some playing time in 2020 as well, however. Uh, it's just the nature of the running back position, like I've said. If they want a, a mid-level runner, I suppose that could be a way they go. If they sign someone like Carson for, say, around six six to eight million bucks, which really I, I don't love the sounds of just saying. If that's the way they go, I cannot see them uh, drafting someone very highly. Um, that kind of allows them to take a Landon Dickerson in the first round and take a tackle in the second or vice versa, taking a center in the second and a tackle in the first that is definitely a way they can go about it. Yeah, the feasibility of it, though, doesn't make sense to me. The posi- positions you pay, and I know this is something I've preached a lot before in the past. The pos- the spots you put your money into is your quarterback, guys to protect the quarterback, that being the offensive line, then guys to get the other team's quarterback, your pass rushers. That- that's really where the bulk of your money should be spent. That That's... That's really kind of the game-changing positions in football. Outside of that, you, you got to pay your, your, lock, uh, your lockdown corners if you have one. And if you have a game-altering skill player, that's when you, when you uh, fork out the cash for them. That's really kind of the order I see it. And that's kind of how the best teams are built. Uh, if your quarterback has all day to throw, regardless of who that quarterback is, they're probably uh, going to have a decent little game. <laughs> really, that's just that's just football. If you can give your quarterback four seconds in, in the pocket, that's like an eternity. And for guys at that level, they should be able to make the throws. If your pass rush is so great that uh, they're hauling down a, the opposition's quarterback in less than a second and a half, well, hot dog. <laughs> you, you, you're probably winning each and every game you play. Outside of that, running back's probably the least value position. That's one of the reasons why you don't take them very high and you don't pay them a second deal is because they, the fall off is just immediate after about their fourth and fifth years in the league. So signing someone to a contract, it better be one year, two years at max, just because we've seen how this backfiring team's faces time and time again. They could go out and get get an older guy that's looking for an end of career deal, but perhaps a one year deal like a Frank Gore, which seems unlikely, or a Todd Gurley that potentially could be a little bit more likely. But in doing so, you're getting a running back that's already kind of been broken. Like Todd Gurley's not going to revert to what he ever was in Los Angeles. I suppose they could uh, reunite with Le'Veon Bell, but he quickly fell out of favor in New York, then disappeared in Kansas City, but behind some, I don't know, average at best running back play? 
it's it's one of those spots that's a little tricky and why I think the Steelers should still uh, invest at tight end and more specifically center and then draft someone at running back in the draft. Finally, to kind of wrap things up at tackle, really the tackle spot right now, because once Zach Banner gets his contract and what, what I, I think the, the biggest factor in that contract will be the years that Zach Banner receives. If he gets a three, four, five year deal, all of a sudden, uh, I'm kind of taking the the purely right tackle guys off my draft board. Uh, that those being Tevin Jenkins uh, and Jalen Mayfield. The other guys that are really top the draft board, the, your left tackle type guys, I would still be in on uh, free agency wise. Th- there just isn't that talent, and again, extremely expensive to pay a left tackle on the open market. So when it comes to the draft, really, and once we know what Zach Banner's uh, situation is going to be, if he's back in Pittsburgh, if he's back for three years, all of a sudden I'm starting to look at the left tackle market, and if one of Penny Sewell or Sean Slater and Christian Derrissaw is not available at 24, then I'm looking at that second-round pick. The second-round pick, legitimately, if the Steelers already have a center on the team and pull the trigger on a running back in the first round, regardless of what we think on it, I would say tackles almost a certainty for the Steelers with their second round pick. There are some guys that could could be sneaky first rounders that, that fall. Really, that second group, I know I said earlier in the podcast, but the second group is very close in talent. And I think uh, once we get to that point in the draft, the Steelers could kind of have two or three guys still on the board and then take who they feel is best at that left tackle spot. Especially because they don't have to start right away. Chukes Okorafor has always been more of a left tackle and should see a little bit more success in 2021. Of course, he is a free agent after that year. So by by all means, investing in a tackle uh, sets you up to uh, have your next quarterback and even Ben Roethlisberger protected for years to come. So when it comes to that left tackle spot... Perhaps it could be an Alex Leatherwood or uh, Liam Eichenberg, Dylan Radens. It's it just, it's one of those guys, is, or probably a combination of those guys, will be available with that second round pick. But none of this would be an option, really, if the Steelers don't go out, go out and sign someone, which is really, really kind of the message of this podcast is the Steelers still need to spend some money, and they should probably consider spending some of the money that uh, you would think would have been allocated to guys already on this team to to one of the holes of this team. Instead of uh, bringing back a Juju Smith-Schuster or a Bud Dupree, which, to be honest, just seems, to me, it seems extremely un- unreasonable right now. Uh, their price tags are just going to be too big, uh, and, and they're going to get a whole heck of a lot of money elsewhere. It, once you lose out on those two guys, you still have a considerable amount of change in your pocket if you're able to uh, restructure and extend some contracts. All of a sudden, it might be a little bit easier to go uh, find yourself a starting running, uh, starting center, a starting tight end. You pull off those moves and all of a sudden, your options for the draft just open up tenfold because there's no pressure in start having to find four starters. Instead, you're looking at potentially three starters or two starters and a depth type player. That's the ideal world for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
So with all that said, I want to thank you for tuning in to this edition of the live mic. Uh, we will be back at it next week, uh, probably talking a little bit uh, about free agency, which is right around the corner of the start of the league year is March 17th. Uh, March 15th begins the uh, legal tampering period. Ooh, it is getting excited by the time you hear from me next week. This uh, salary cap massacre, as uh, Diane Rossini of ESPN called it, should be uh, pretty much at, at its completion. The league is going to look a whole lot different the next time you hear from me. So I'm excited to uh, chat with you then. But once again, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for everything Pittsburgh Steelers. And make sure you're listening to the entire family of podcasts here at Behind the Steel Curtain. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, and we will talk to you guys soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply